You're listening to a podcast by Oak Magazine. I would like to acknowledge the Yorta Yorta people as the traditional owners of the land on which this episode was recorded. I pay my respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Growing up in Indonesia and New Zealand, Jess Sampson did not see much of an Australian farm, but that is where she has carved out a career in agriculture. Jess opened and successfully ran a chocolate shop for five years in Milawa before making the tough decision to sell so as to spend more time with her young children. She started in agriculture in early 2011 and loved every minute of it, working her way through administrative positions with Landmark in Wangaratta before joining Farmers Business Network as an account executive and agronomist. Farmers Business Network is a global, farmer-driven digital tech platform that is on a mission to hand more power back to farmers, helping them to make their jobs easier and their businesses more profitable. Jess shares with us her journey into agriculture, how she felt selling her chocolate shop, the benefits of having a mentor, how she managed to raise a young family whilst working and studying, and the importance of biosecurity and local manufacturing. Hello, Jess, and welcome to the podcast, Van. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you for being a guest. Uh, It's so lovely to meet you at the Riverine Plains Innovation Field Days. I think that's a mouthful, but I think we got it. And what a fantastic event, seriously. It is actually. It's such a good vibe. Everyone's stopping for little conversations and, you know, all the different stall holders are moving around. and Absolutely, yeah. Love it. Now, you stopped by the van slash stall earlier this morning and was just telling me a little bit about your business and I'm like, oh my gosh, please come and be on the podcast today. So to walk us into it, tell me a little bit about your journey into agriculture. So it was a a bit of a roundabout journey into agriculture. I didn't grow up on a farm as such. Um, I... I actually started when I when I was 18 and I moved to Wangaratta um, area. I owned a chocolate shop. I started my own business as a chocolate shop. Delicious. So, yeah, Miller were chocolates, which was fantastic. I had a blast doing that and I learned so much about, uh, I suppose, what I'm capable of. Um, and I put, you know, did a diploma of um, business management while I was doing it. Um, so I learned, learned what I could manage and, and um, yeah, what I was capable of and, and basically that I could achieve anything really. My gosh, a chocolate business. <laughs> you obviously don't have that chocolate business anymore. No. So what happened there? How long did you have it for before you didn't have it? So it was about uh, about four or five years, I think, um, in total. Uh, it was a fantastic little business. Um, it was all handmade, so it was all very, very full on. Um, but we, we sent chocolates all over the country, so it was fantastic. Um, but... I have t- had two small children um, and your busiest times in hospitality, I'm sure everyone knows, is school holidays, weekends, evenings. And uh, I um, needed that time to spend with my, my young family. So, yeah. 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 So was that a big decision to, now, did you sell or did you close? Um, I s- sold the business, um, but the lady that um, purchased it, unfortunately, was uh, ended up unwell herself, so wasn't able to do anything with the business. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, which was a bit of a shame. But, mm. but in terms of letting it go, um, like what, what emotions attach to that? You know, is it 
like is a little bit of your ego attached to letting a business go or do you miss it? Like what is it? Absolutely. It was a, a, a real sense of achievement for me, I suppose, particularly at such a, such a young age to achieve all that. Um, and, uh, and like I said, learn so much about myself in the process of doing it. Um, but it, it did set me up with a lot of life skills and I, I'm not going to say I miss it. I, uh, I, I'm definitely thankful that I had the opportunity to do that, but I've really found my passion in ag. So, um, sort of since I finished up with that. So, uh, I think everything probably happens for a reason. So, oh my gosh, I'm the biggest believer of that. Um, you may not see it at that moment too, but eventually it swings back around, and yeah. you're like, ah, yes, that makes sense. I've just done full circle. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, in from chocolate to ag to farmers business network, which is who you work for now. How did that happen? Stitch all that together for us. Yeah. So um, when I finished uh, with the chocolate shop, I sort of just got a, a day job um, so I could spend more time with my young family. Um, and I ended up doing admin for Landmark and um, everything sort of grew from there. I ended up with a fantastic mentor um, who um, I still uh, you know, speak to quite often today. Uh, he's a good friend of mine and he um, is an agronomist as well and taught me um, so much about ag and um, Landmark really gave me the opportunity to pursue a career, whether it was uh, in agronomy or merchandise or livestock, whichever sort of way I wanted to go. So they really, um, really... I suppose, set me up with a passion for the agricultural industry and having a fantastic mentor within the company um, just benefited me hugely. So I ended up going to uni and um, doing a Bachelor of Ag Science and um, while I was working at Landmark and taking you know, moving my way up within the business between sales support merchandise to merchandise manager to agronomist and um, things just sort of blew out from there. Uh, I've spent the last few years... Um, selling seed as a seed sales agronomist uh, and yeah just this year started with Farmers Business Network as a account executive and agronomist with them which is a really exciting um, up-and-coming business in Australia so yeah. How good are mentors? It's honestly if you have a really good mentor you just uh, they teach you you can learn so much about not just from them but about yourself as well like it yeah they can set you up on a fantastic career path and and uh, John was definitely that for me. So, yeah. Now I'm sort of trying to stitch together a little timeline here. So when you say you went back to uni, I'm assuming you had your kids at the same time. Yes. Like how have you, and I, I really don't like asking this question because people ask, you know, how do you manage, how do you juggle? But, you know, how did you do that? Uni, family and working, you know, that's a lot to, to do. It was huge, yeah. So uh, Landmark was fantastic in that sense. They would give me time. So I did most of my uni by distance and I just went to um, to CSU for res school. Uh, so they gave me some time in the mornings and I had some time in the evenings when the kids went to bed and I just sort of – I really had to discipline myself to do it. Um, and it, it was a juggle and it was hard and at times you just wanted to – it was just too much and you just didn't have the energy. But um, – I had great support from family and um, and work and to to help me through it, and I managed to yeah managed to get through it in the end. And with my current role and even with my previous role in seed sales, um, I travel quite a bit, um, and my kids are, are teenagers now, um, so they sort of managed to look after themselves a bit. But uh, I have sort of learnt what the 
important things are in life, I suppose, over time. Um, and they are most definitely not coming home from a week away at work uh, and cleaning and cooking for another week. So I, I have, um, yeah, I've got a cleaner that comes in. So she comes in um, so the house is nice and clean after I come home from a week away, which is really nice after I've got two, ne- two teenage boys batching it. So... Um, <laughs> And I, there's a fantastic business in Wangaratta, uh, Food Direct, and they uh, cook really homemade um, heat and eat meals. So I, I'm a bit of a cheat and I buy a few of those to have in the freezer so that kids can have proper meals while I'm away so I don't have to prep all the time and I can spend my time at home doing things I love with my family and friends. So, oh, my God. Yeah. They are such good hacks. I actually hear about the cleaner a little bit from um, people that have a bigger family too. Yeah, somebody put that analogy together at um, Innovation Generation last week and they said, like, you've got $5,000 an hour jobs and $50 an hour jobs and what's more important? I mean, you pay somebody $50 an hour or um, or you're, you're wasting your time. Um, what is your time worth in comparison to do it? And it's a really good analogy. So um, it's, not, it's not essentially – it's probably one of the best investments I've made from a time management and mental health perspective as well. Yeah. yeah. Also, I mean, you're supporting another small business – you could look at it that way and, um, oh, my God, I hate cleaning, so, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I take my hat off to them, seriously. <laughs> so tell us about the Farmers Business Network. Like, what is it and what do you do? Yeah, so it is uh, an ag tech company. So it was originally – it's a U.S. company. Um, so originally it started by a group of farmers getting together and basically deciding that they wanted um, – a network to form a bit of a network and more transparency and communication between farmers. So um, the Farmers Business Network was then was then created over there. Um, it's now in three countries. So it's in the US, Canada and now Australia. But Baby Steps in Australia, it's been here for about two years. But unfortunately, with COVID and lockdowns, it's been really hard to get uh, brand awareness out there. Yeah. So it's uh, it's basically a, a ag tech e-commerce platform. So we have, you you sign up as a member and you have access to price transparency, benchmarking, so you can see where you're sitting uh, with your inputs to your farms. You can communicate with uh, other farmers in Australia or even overseas um, to get ideas about what's going on with their crops, because obviously that all comes into affect what we do or our prices down the track as well. Um, it has a data platform and links into your tractors so you can sort of store all your information in one place and have all the data analytics. And we also we also have an um, a e-commerce store as well where you can buy um, ag chem and biological inputs for your farm and have them delivered directly to your farm. So it's a really exciting sort of uh, platform that hasn't come into play a lot in Australia. Unfortunately, ag and tech have been separate and now it's now it's all coming together and I think it's a it's a really exciting um, company to be a part of and grow with. So sounds amazing. Now in terms of women in business yeah. for your industry, tell me a bit about that. What's your insight into that and what does it look like? It's changed a lot over the last 10 years in ag. Um, to start off with, I mean, like I said, I was super lucky to have some great mentors and supports um, coming through, but um, you know, it, it took a long time to build up trust with farmers, particularly some of the older school, older school cockies, and um, and I still notice now if I walk onto onto farm with my partner, um, farmers will automatically directly look at look at uh, look at my partner and direct questions at him, and I think it's just a habit. Think it, mind you, like there is more and more women in ag, and more and more women in ag that are doing amazing things now, um, from all different aspects to 
creating um, apps to being agronomists or sitting on headers or they're doing everything. They've got their hand in everything and it's fantastic to see. So, And I think we all play a role in that in telling someone about someone else in ag, another female in ag, because that's what you did so well. You know, you told me about Sarah. Yeah, from Sparkdrop. Yeah, yeah. So I was super excited to meet her at the um, at the field day yesterday. She's a young lady that's just created this app of to measure rainfall, like so you can upload your rainfall. And I think that's fantastic. Like that's she doesn't come off a farm and she just sort of said, why isn't this out there? And like that's really, you know, that's a fantastic way to look at ag. It's not it's not a all mud and dirt. It's, uh, there's a, yeah, it's, it's fantastic to see young people coming through and thinking of these things and making them work. Absolutely. And that you don't have to be on the land to play a part or a role in this industry either. I think that's really what I'm hearing coming through today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you just had the ag careers girls in here just before too. (laughs) And I was chatting to them as well. And that program is fantastic that, that they're, they're, putting together now for people to get experience because, you know, everybody wants experience and, and qualifications and people have to start somewhere. So. Yeah, I just, I'm out of the uh, age bracket that they're marketing to. Uh, but <laughs> I would love to go up on a station uh, in the Northern oh. Territory and just experience that. I, I just sometimes wonder, am I too old to do work experience? Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think you're ever too old to get into ag and... Uh, Now, tell me about some future challenges in the farming industry. I think, well, obviously with what's going on in the news at the moment, uh, FMD and all that sort of stuff, uh, we need need to get better at biosecurity. Mm. Um, You know, dairy farmers have been really good at it for a long time, just, uh, and it was a a habit, like when I was travelling between dairy farms um, in my role where I always had like a Vercon, which is a, a... cleaning thing that you can spray your boots with. So you spray your boots before you went into a calf rearing facility or something like that. Dairy farms, like I say, have been fantastic at it. We just need to get better at it across the board. Um, we need to do, yeah, biosecurity is, is going to be a, a, a big thing. And, and um, I'm big on manufacturing in Australia as well. Like people love manufacturing in Australia. And I think we've all noticed over the last couple of years, um, freight, logistics, uh, you know, shipments stuck in ports or uh, not being able to get containers to put things in and uh, obviously inflation comes with all that. So the more we can manufacture our ag tech or our seed or production here, um, the better it is, I mean, in, uh, across the board. It's ease of access, logistics and, and manufactured in Australia. So Both those topics... Jess, are huge that we could pull apart on another day, especially um, foot and mouth. I think that's the big one now that I'm just thinking some of our listeners aren't off the land and probably, you know, not too sure about how serious this actually is. And it's not just about not being able to go to Bali, as I was hearing at a hairdresser the other day. Um, Like this is, this is serious and we need to start educating ourselves. And, and I think people automatically think FMD is, is just cattle. Uh, it's any hoofed, hoofed animal. So, you know, if it gets into to swine or, I mean, look at our, our deer population that's already out of control in some areas of Australia and imagine it gets into those. You've, it's on every farm that's, that there's deer around. You know, it's, it's, it's a quick spread. So. There you go. Something I've learnt today. Yeah. I didn't know that. I love when I learn something, especially something as important as that. So normally I would ask my guests, um, tell me about a friend of yours that we need to know about, but I feel that you've done that already. You've introduced me to Sarah from Sparkdrop, which is incredible, and um, I can't actually wait to have a chat with her, as well as the lady that makes your meals. 
Oh, yes. Yes, Food Direct. Yeah, yeah. they're fantastic. Yeah. There yeah. you go. There's yeah. two fabulous ones. So I just want to say thank you so much for taking some time away from your stall today to sit in the podcast van and record live, but also just for being um, a great connector and introducing you know, other women with each other today. I yep. really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Now, before you take off with all that inspiration and knowledge, why not leave a review on our podcast or share something nice on social media? It's a small way you can support a network of bush-based businesses. If you have any questions, suggestions, or would like us to visit your town, you can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Oak Magazine AU. You can listen to a Friend of Mine podcast for more conversations with inspiring and incredible women in business from regional and rural Australia.